Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peach Reese 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new PA contractor number PA039007. Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Thanks so much for tuning in to Talk Erie and the Joel Natale Show. And we want to welcome to the microphone here for his monthly visit, his honor, the mayor, Joe Schember the, of the city of Erie. How are you, mayor? Thanks, Joel. I'm doing very well. Thanks very much for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. it. Uh, I hope that you had a nice holiday. Happy New Year. Yeah, we had a great family holiday. It was, it was very nice. And uh, we're pumped up now for the new year. And we, you know, we actually had a white Christmas this year. Yes, mayor. we did. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And it was just <laughs> enough to get us through Christmas. And then it warmed up. <laughs> then and... it warmed up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the kids wanted to to go sledding at frontier or what have you yes. and and uh we had a nice cold snap um everything seemed to go okay as far as plowing and everything for so far this year yeah i think so of course it was a challenge back in uh november you know okay that we had that almost 30 inches i think or mm, yeah feet. yes and uh that that was not easy to handle but the but our team worked hard they worked around the clock and, mm -hmm. and they did a good job wonderful wonderful yes. uh the um uh you know, the beginning of the year, uh, you, 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 it's after a big rush to 1231 with the budget. And I wanted to talk to you about how that all came down. We had one of the councilmen on the air, you know, this, with the idea of uh, they wanted you at the end there to come up with $2 million in budget cuts. Yes. Yes. Uh, you were able to find 800000 What exactly... Uh, were you able to do first off what was your first impression when when the when the the gauntlet was laid hey we want we we're not going to pass your budget without more cuts yeah it, it was frustrating because we gave them a budget that we felt was cut as much as we could do safely mm -hmm. uh so it was a little frustrating that they wanted us to cut more that none of them su ever suggested to us at least where to cut or what to do or so there was never any like okay we want you to go toward uh toward you, you know, human resources or yeah. You know, yeah. the mayor's office or public works or what have you. No, nothing like that. You know, 91% of the city's budget is salaries and benefits. 91. And, yeah, 91%. So the other 9%, it's hard to find areas to cut in there. Uh, we did make some more cuts and some of my staff feels we were a little we cut a little bit too much and in, in the uh, fall we may have to go back to city council to get some additional money in uh to work in the budget uh, i'm hoping we don't have to do that i hope we, you know that we keep an eye on things keep them under control and and we're definitely not going to spend more than we need to 
the thing we don't know is uh, how much we're going to need to spend. Is there going to be a crisis where the police officers are working overtime and that sort of thing? Or are we going to get a big snowfall that, again, requires a lot of overtime from people and working around the clock? Uh, do you remember what specifically you were able? Because it sounded like you found money or were able to move stuff yeah. around or something. I mean, we didn't. We didn't really find money. We, uh, you know, our police. I, I, a lot of the money came out of police salaries. To be it honest, it did. Okay. Yes. And basically, we didn't account for when a position is empty for a couple of months, and so we worked that in, and that came up with most of that eight hundred thousand that we came up with. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so you were able to kind of figure that through. The police budget must be. It is what uh, it, you know, forty million, thirty million. It's it's probably close to that. I, I, really? I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. So you, uh, so we're talking about maybe a couple percentage points that you were able to find. Oh yeah, uh, just just from that that area. Yes, there. yeah, and and there were some cuts in other areas too. Okay, basically in the area of salaries, if we knew, hey, nobody's working here, it'd probably be a couple months before we can hire somebody. Let's take that that amount off. I want I want to stay with city council because uh, uh, yes. <laughs> at right after the budget was was uh, decided, we got through the first uh, to the first council meeting, and uh, uh, former city council president uh, Liz Allen she decides to resign, and, and they accepted her resignation yes. later today. On uh, as a leader, mm-hmm. what what do you how do you react to that kind of pretty much drama that's happening over on council. Yes, it, it is difficult, and it does happen you know, in the work I'm involved with, so it doesn't really surprise me. We did uh, communicate with Liz, and uh, we think she's done a wonderful job, and we asked her, you know, wait, let's talk about it a little bit, see, hear what we have to say, but she decided to move forward. Yeah. I kind of have the feeling she might have had that planned. I don't know that for sure. Or I even tried to maybe reconvince her, because she was on the show <laughs> okay. on Tuesday. And you know, Wednesday yeah. was the vote, but uh, she—I think she was settled with the idea yeah. that I have—I I have, I, I have uh, skills that I could uh, operate in another lane, yeah. not necessarily in the lane of politics. Yeah. I mean, you—you spent a lot more time outside of politics than inside yes. of politics. Absolutely, politics is tough. It is hard, and uh, I try not to play politics as much as I can. You know, I, I always try to tell the truth to people, with, even if we don't agree. I mean, I'll say this is how I feel about it. This is where I stand. And I try to maintain a good relationship with all members of city council, uh, whether we agree or not. And I tell them, hey, we, we may not agree on everything, but those things we disagree on, let's just set them aside. Mm-hmm. And let's work on, together on the things we do agree on. And we can try to listen to each other. And I like hearing ideas that are different than mine and people that disagree. Uh, there are some people, like uh, Kathy Dahlkemper, when she was county executive, we would meet at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, she requested that when I came into office after her. And we would talk about you know, just things. In general. And I would say 95% of the time we agreed. The 5% we didn't, we would talk through. And sometimes we came up with a better idea that we both liked. Sometimes we just say, okay, we're not going to agree on that. Let's just set that aside and work on the things we do agree on. And I think that's a good approach. And I'm, I'll always listen to anyone that wants to talk to me, any ideas they want to present. Uh, but let's be open and honest with each other and, and, and move Erie forward. Have you been able to have uh, at least, if, if not every month, but uh, some kind of a regular connection with uh, County Executive Brenton Davis? Uh, we, we've, I haven't had as good a connection, to be honest, as I had with Kathy, but we do communicate. In fact, we have a meeting coming up. I think it might be next week 
that that he requested and set up. And we're going to be talking about, I can't remember what the issue is now, okay. but they want to talk about a certain issue. And we'll have some other people from City Hall, other, other people from the county, uh, the county as well, and we'll be kind of talking it through and seeing wh where we stand and what we all think we should do to, to move Erie, an Erie County forward. And so and, and I'm going to ask you the same question that I've kind of asked a lot of folks in politics here of whether or not uh, the public sector, the, the political uh, the, the political cohort is up to the task of where Erie is at. Erie's got some significant issues mm -hmm. um and you know you've seen you've seen the private sector rise up. You, they, they formed the EDDC. They yes. they formed our West Bayfront and so on. And and uh, you know in, individuals like Pete Zafras are mm -hmm. are pouring you know yes. you know they're, skin in the game if you will. Right, doing wonderful work. Yes, and, and the nonprofits seem to be up you know uh, you know sharpening their skill set. Yes, what about the public sector? What about city and county council and the executives involved? Yeah. I can tell you, you know, I've got a great team, great staff, and in not just the people that report directly to me either, but and people are you know, they respond to me if I go to them with a question, an issue, or and some of them come to me, and I always say I'll, I'll listen to anyone, anyone that wants to talk to me, can come and talk to me. We may not agree, I may not take the action you want me to take, but I'll listen to you, I'll try to understand you. We might talk it through. Maybe we come up with something better that we both like. Maybe I just have to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that, mm -hmm. but let's keep talking. Let's, you know, I but who's setting the agenda, Mayor? Uh, I, I mean, you, you, you had that, uh, that uh, for, was it forward or planning? What was it? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Our, yeah, we had, there were 26 measurable goals, which right. I think, that we, we let that out like a month before COVID-19. Before COVID, exactly. And I think we've accomplished about 11 of them, actually. Okay. Uh, uh, and w we need to go back and relook at that and probably redo some of those and, and maybe add some, take some away, because things change as we move forward. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah. The, um, uh, you know, we, we've had our first uh, homicide. Actually, I think Ooh. we've had a couple now, but uh, the first one there... Yes. I, it's it's a crazy i don't really even understand the whole story but yeah. it, it was a, a a conflict that arose on facebook that turned into real life and and a young man is dead uh, yes. i mean that's terrible i just i just don't understand why would somebody kill someone else when you shoot them or whatever you know and, and they're saying they're claiming self-defense the the shooter it looks hmm, like right yeah, I, yes I, I think you're right about yeah. that uh and I, I i just don't understand shootings uh mm. I don't understand people carrying guns around because if you get mad, you shouldn't have a gun in your pocket to pull out and use. I mean, that's dangerous. It's bad for you, too, because uh, if prison is not a happy place to be. It's a difficult place to be, and it's not a place any, anyone should be, I don't think. And so just don't do the crazy things like shooting other people or getting into fights or that sort of thing. There's been multiple... Um multiple initiatives you know the mayor came out uh, or i'm sorry the the police chief came out talking about the grant money they got from the department of justice i think it was yeah. and you know the, you know this the, the this yeah. particular focus area yes. and uh, you know there's talk about you know major investments and in, beyond just even cops yes. on the on the street but yes. uh, actual uh, actual additional assets 
Are we seeing anything moving the needle either way? I mean, are we still waiting for stuff to come in and personnel to be hired? Where are we at with no, all that? I, th I think most of the, there may be a couple of people we still have to hire, but most they're hired and they're in training now. And in a couple months, they should be hitting the street. At that point, we'll take existing officers and put them into roles, which I think are going to make a big difference. You know, we have close to 20 domestic issues a day here in Erie. Sometimes it's 15 in a week, but a lot of times, you know, when I get the weekly report, it's, it's 20 a day. Wow. And our police respond to it. They calm it down. Uh, they arrest somebody if needed, but move on to the next. Nobody follows up right now. Mm. And th that's something we're going to be doing. Also, Erie has more homeless people right now than I think we've ever had, literally. We have about as many on the street as we normally have in an entire year, different people. You know, they're... And so there, there's a lot of homelessness and there, there's, a lot, there's not a lot of places for these people to stay, but the, we'll have officers around the clock that are working with the homeless and working with uh, home, couples that live together that are having, whether well, there's domestic problems of any kind, and that'll be their entire focus around the clock. And these will be existing officers with good experience and people, people that want to work on this sort of thing and have the skills to do it. So, so the, these these are parts. Uh, these are carved out sections of uh, e EPD to focus on these particular issues. That's right, yeah. and and we've added uh, about eighteen more police officers okay. in order to deal with this sort of thing, and we're paying for that with the ARP funding. Mm -hmm. And I've said over and over again, but I can't seem to say it enough. <laughs> we're not going to have that many off additional officers after the ARP money runs out in uh, 2026. Uh, so you're anticipating paying some uh, attrition to, to retirement or whatever? Or? Well, I'm hoping we might get more people living in Erie right. paying taxes and helping us keep them on. Uh, but again, we, we don't want to increase taxes at all because of that. So around 2024, next year, towards the end of next year, as we look at uh, you know what, what's going on in, in the community, we might stop hiring police officers to replace the ones that leave in 2025 and 2026 okay. so that we can bring it down. I'm hoping we don't have to do that. But the, the attrition could help that balance. Correct. Correct. And we've had okay. Erie Insurance has said they'd pay for one of them going Ooh. forward. So, wow. And it wouldn't be bad if we could get other uh, local companies to do the same thing. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> we just you just put in the kitty uh, for pay for a cop. You know that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We've got Mayor Schember with us here. Mayor, I want to go to the uh, subject of blight and code enforcement. And I understand that over COVID, there wasn't there was very little to know code enforcement it had to be a pretty big deal yeah. to get to get uh, uh, your code officer out there or whatever but here we are now um, you know three years uh, almost from COVID yes. what is what is the status of of code enforcement blight abatement and all that yeah code enforcement has worked pretty hard straight through COVID they were they're still very active uh, obviously they tried to keep distance from people wore masks when they went into homes and that sort of thing but uh, they've done a good job. There's just not enough hours in the day right now for them. And so we're looking to find funding to, to hire about three more code enforcement officers. Oh, is that right? And, wow. and their full-time job, or it may, it may be other people, that not just the ones hired, but then we'll have three people in code enforcement that their job is to find housing that's in bad shape, 
and take action to get it fixed and, and follow up on it and that sort of thing. So we're, you know, we're still trying to find the funding, to be honest. We don't, we don't have that yet, but that is something we want to do. So if I have a, a house on my street that has, you know, basically they, they basically went crazy, you know, for the large pickup or didn't even call or somebody's, somebody's flipping the house and they're just dumping all their stuff yeah. on, on, on the front uh, lawn there. Uh, if I call the uh, Citizens Response Center, yes. will, what would happen next? Yeah, call 870-1111 is the number. Of course, area code 814. And uh, you'll, get, you'll get reasonable follow-up on that. Tell them what the problem is, and that will be passed on to an appropriate employee uh, to go out and look at it, evaluate the situation, and, and take action as, ne as necessary. And we try to always get a response within a week to, to call. Sometimes, usually they're quicker than that. Occasionally it takes a little longer than a week. But uh, we welcome those calls, and uh, that's kind of sending us in a good direction to make Erie better. And, and that and that is the proper way to to report what might be a, a neighborhood violation there. Yes, I mean you can call directly, but I would prefer if, if you went through our, our system for doing this because mm -hmm. then we keep track of anything. There's a whole paper trail. Right? That's right. We can see what's happening, see how long things are taking. I can follow up with people if it's taking mm -hmm. longer than a week and that sort of thing. Uh, and I guess if you don't know what's going on, I guess you're just, you know, hey, there's this empty lot that people are dumping in or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you could just yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's still good to, you know, make a call, make us aware of it, make sure yeah. we're aware of it, and we can follow up then on are it. Are we actually doing quality of life ticketing right now? I don't think there's a lot of that going on, to be honest. We can do it, and if, it, if it's appropriate, we will do it. Uh, do you anticipate that? Are you waiting for staffing for that to come back online? Because that seemed to be, that seemed to be a proactive approach to keeping things on, yes, the, yeah. on the down low, you know? Sometimes, especially a really bad property, it's not clear who even owns it or, right. you know, it can be difficult. And even if you know, it's hard to get a response then from the person. A lot of them are out of town. Mm -hmm. They just bought it to try to make some money in Erie and don't really care about the neighborhood. I just saw an article in the paper. They're reporting that uh, there's a new uh, fee that if you have a vacant house, you have to register that house. Yes. And, you know, it could be two to six hundred bucks. Yes. Uh, according to the Go Erie report. Um, yeah, that's right. What's your reaction to all of that? I think, you know, council just passed that at their last yeah. meeting. I think that's a, a, ver a very good thing. And hopefully that's another tool we have to make Erie neighborhoods better. Do you, do you think that uh, that the landlords or the the homeowners will respond, or they will they ignore that? I mean, I mean, if they're if they're if it's already vacant, boy, it just it, it's already in a death spiral half the time. That's right, and they may ignore it at first, but as the fines and things increase, I think it's going to get attention. Speaking of fines, Shani, should I tell them? <laughs> I got my first thirty dollar ticket last night, oh. and it's my fault. But here, can I just? Can I just uh, vent for a Absolutely. second? <laughs> <laughs> this is my counseling session with the mayor. <laughs> Holy, well, here's, here's, here's the issue. Okay, so certain meters are only allowed to go to certain levels. And so um, if I'm working all day down here and I'm on a four-hour meter, I have to remember that my meter is up and I have to redo it, even if I have the app. Yeah. And... Uh, Unfortunately, I did, I was dumb yesterday, uh, and my four hours ended while I was in the middle of the radio show. Whoa. And so, forty minutes later, 
I, that's when I got dinged, Boy. right? And and it's thirty bucks. And like and like I go back to what we originally proposed, Shane and I. We actually had a proposition here of, of what we wanted to do with this. We, okay. we, we 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 had we had an improvement on the system that give us. Give us seventy-two hours to pay a ten-dollar fine, huh. and then if you want to charge us thirty bucks, that's fine. But, <laughs> but to react quickly, you know, I mean, basically, uh, for the for the matter of what that would have been, two bucks, I have to pay thirty now. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I'm it, sorry it, to well, hear it, that. And that's the complicating factor is yeah. that. There are no twelve-hour meters down here because they're doing all the construction. Yep. So you don't, you can't, uh, you know. Yep. And we're waiting for the, we're waiting for the ramp to come up. I, th I think we were figuring out that maybe the ramp might be our our answer. Because yeah. That should be we, pretty soon. From what I, I think the first two floors are going to be opened up pretty soon here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that be, they could plaque how, how I'll do my monthly to. thing, and I could. There'll come be no more fines for you then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. I mean, but. Anyway, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's it's just the all the different things you have to think about yes. for if you're working downtown. Believe me, I know the feeling as mayor. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many things to think about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, you, you know, is it is it? Am I at a, a thirty minute meter, a, a one hour meter, a two hour meter, four hour meter, twelve hour meter? Yeah. Which again, they don't exist really. Yes. And uh, but they used to on Fifth Street because yeah. people would yeah. park there. And so anyway. Enough moaning. <laughs> that parking ramp down here is needed, though. So it, it looks I look like forward it. to getting that. Well, open. and it's and it's and it's kind of future proof. Yes. Because when you think about where this whole area is going to be oh. in the next couple of years, Mayor, it's oh going to be awesome. There's there's going to be at least sixty or seventy more places for people to live, and I think they have a waiting list of a hundred people that want to move into these places. You know, they filled the thirty-five or forty that are filled now within a month everyone was filled yes yeah you you went up in this new yes building, i did didn't you? yeah I, mean, I had a nice tour of it it's it's very exciting very exciting all right you got to go to bottom of the hour news here joe Schember, the mayor of the city of erie is our guest and you can join us here on talk erie mayor um we had talked the last time around that uh y'all hired a consultant to look at your diversity equity and inclusion yes and something like 54 yes different uh, recommendations, recommendations right yes, yes um did now are you are you starting like an office for dei or i know you have like dei officers like in the police department you know sergeant yes. lennox and so on yes but um uh and be like beyond what you're doing with with your community outreach folks are you starting at like a separate office for DEI? Uh, not really a separate office. I mean, our uh, our HR department will still be involved. The mayor's office will still be involved. Obviously, the attorneys will still be involved, making sure we don't break any laws or anything yeah. along the way. But uh, yeah, that it's that that's something that's very important to me. I mean, I always say if I only accomplish only one thing as mayor, what I'd like it to be is that no one in Erie is discriminated against. Mm. Everybody has a full chance regardless of their the, the, the gender, the color of the skin, the nationality, the religion. Those are all just minor differences between people, I believe. Uh, why can't we all just accept each other as people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and so, but when it, when it comes to hiring, and you, you, were, you were saying uh, you know, that you have jobs to fill and yes. you're starting to get some uh, get some good response to yes. some of your recruiting yes how how diverse are those respondents they're they're good and we're we're trying to encourage that we're really looking for it we are trying to hire a diversity equity inclusion office 
for, uh, officer for our HR department. Okay. We'd like that to be a person of color. Obviously, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure we hire somebody that's qualified to do it. Uh, ideally, it would be a, a, a person of color, though. We'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. And the, um, you know, the, the, the idea of, um, you know, making sure that how things are approached, yeah. isn't that part of the recommendations, too? Just kind of how you function? Yes, that, that is. And, you know, we've got two people on my staff that basically have been working on this since I took office. That's true. You know, Michael Outlaw and Nika Dastari Carpenter. Mm-hmm. You know, Nika is a new American. She's been here, I believe, about 12 years now uh, since she came to marry her husband who, who lives here. And, and Michael has been doing a great job. And, and Michael has a very interesting background. Uh, growing up, uh, he was a problem for law enforcement. Mm. Uh, he learned a lot, and now he's friends with these people that once arrested him and put him in jail and that sort of thing. So the two of them are doing a great work, but as I said, if I accomplish only one thing as mayor, I want to end racism. Uh, and the two of them have been working on it, but we, we feel we need to do something more to get it moving faster and getting everyone to accept anyone they see on the street regardless right, regardless right. of differences yeah i mean basically to be kind of a lead the city worker could be a leader in in these you know absolutely in, in kind of yes better outcomes yeah and that'll if the more people at the city that we have doing that the faster this will go mm-hmm. and, and the more it'll do it what's the what's the big in you know problem that's just really difficult to solve um because like you know, we mentioned we mentioned gun violence. You yeah. know, another another homicide in town. We're concerned about our kids. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Erie Rise is uh, losing its charter uh, for a lot of a yeah. lot of young people of color. That was a a place of hope. Yet you've got to be able to perform. Yes, that this is a very complex and and tough and and really long issue. Yes. Do you guys have conversations about this and? Who are you talking to about all that? Because I feel like COVID knocked us off of our yes off off of our momentum in a lot of these things. Absolutely, and you know we have weekly staff meetings. <clears throat> My direct reports we meet Tuesdays at nine thirty, and then at ten, all the other people at the city that report to me get on, and and we everybody talks in every meeting, and that's something that we do talk about. Uh, not every meeting, <clears throat> but it is something that we do talk about quite a bit. Yeah, and it you know of just kind of rising up the yes. uh, kind of you know what the different neighborhoods you know yes. that you know, that some people should not be falling behind, yes. and certainly Erie shouldn't be a place where we're yeah. falling behind. Here's something interesting I, I learned just recently. Thank you. Uh, the east side of Erie, uh, you know, the water is delivered throughout Erie, you know, through through a system. Uh, and, and there, but there's some very bad connections transporting the water, huh. particularly on the Lower East Side. And uh, the Erie Water Works just uh, got about an $18 million grant to correct, take that bad piping out and put in much better piping. That wow. Low, you know, and so we're, we're very excited about that. Uh, and you know, that's, that's just the kind of thing that most people would never be aware of. Uh, right. But... I, I give our waterworks a, a lot of credit for recognizing that and trying to get it corrected. That's that's good. Part of this too is, uh, you know, opportunities for growth. We were presented in the summer about the Erie's inclusive playbook. Mm-hmm. You sit on the steering committee. Um, 
uh, I'll just be frank. When I when I asked uh, when I asked uh, uh, County Executive Davis about this, he he doesn't have a whole lot of high hopes for that that initiative. What are your thoughts? Are 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 they hitting the notes that they need to hit in order to get the grants that supposedly there's just these millions and millions of dollars out there for the community? I can tell you generally at uh, at the city we're we're getting uh, tons of grants uh, and we're going to be announced. I can't talk about them right now, but okay. in the very near future we're going to be announcing a, a number of of grants. I think the total is close to five million dollars. And again, this is money that's not tax money. It's not pe- money people have to pay for something. It's grants we're getting to accomplish things in the mm-hmm. city. And there's a number of different things getting accomplished. I think we're going to do a press conference on this, hopefully before the end of January here. Oh, and, wow. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I don't know that for yeah, sure, yeah. but that's what I'd like to do. And, and uh, again, some more money for... Uh, well, you'll be able to tell us what it was. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get something out of right, me. Yeah, I maybe I can get some breaking news over here. Um, okay, well, I mean, I mean that that's that's hopeful stuff. But um, I mean, supposedly between, I mean, here, here let's just face it. When when the kids were sent home from school, you had you had great swaths of Erie's public schools that didn't have access yeah. to the internet. Um, yeah, we still we still have very little fiber in the city of Erie yeah. and we're relying on a private concern to build that out and it's like where's the infrastructure money for broadband and and for you know gigabit connections or yeah. 500 megabit connections i mean that that's like that's like water and, and electric for right. us the, in the 21st century right it certainly is and it's, so uh, it's like we've you know, staying on task so that we don't fall behind or yes. don't fall behind more than we already have. Yes, or bring us back up to speed. To, you know, there you go. Get us where we should be. Yeah, how, yeah, how do we how do we match? Yes, I, I want you to weigh in on uh, your hopes for the new Shapiro administration, and and what you're seeing down there, and and how does Erie stay relevant to Harrisburg? Yeah, I'm very impressed with Josh Shapiro. I think he's a great leader. Uh, I supported him politically and financially uh, mm-hmm. f- during his run. I just actually received, and I'm sure a lot of people received this, but an email from his group today, basically thanking for the support. And say, in, the, in the email, they say, Josh is already working hard to try to make changes and move things forward in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I believe that we're in a position where we can contact him and his team and ask them for things, ask them for help on things or advice. Uh, so I, I really think he's going to make a big difference, and I look forward to working with him. The DCED director under Wolf w- was a frequent visitor to Erie. Yes. Are you hoping for that kind of attention up here? Yes, we did get a lot of attention from Wolf and his people, and Wolf mm. was in Erie quite a bit too you're, for different you're right, things. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, I, I hope to have the same thing repeated. Uh, and over time, I, I might have mentioned this once before. I'm starting to mention it a little bit. I haven't really done anything with this yet, but uh, I'd like to see some consolidation here in in this area be- between the different municipalities that are here. Are we talking uh, about <laughs> metropolitan government? Yes. Uh, now that's breaking news. And that's not my plan to work on, assuming I'm elected to my third term. because So like a third term initiative, huh? That's right. And people will know it's, it's not anything personal. 
and, and I'm trying to trying to build a relationship with the surrounding municipalities, mm -hmm. and I'll certainly talk to, to anyone. We haven't had any serious conversations with anyone yet. Right. It's a little early for that. But uh, again, if I'm reelected to a third term, that'll be a, a, a big thing that I'm working on, trying to, uh, I believe if, if we do some, some of these mergers of municipalities into one, it'll, it'll lower taxes in every municipality. It'll be better for everyone. We can get so much more done more efficiently. You know, we can have a common police department, a common fire department instead of several different of those. And in some places, none. They don't, they don't have right. that. They gotta rely on the state police or whatever. So I think it can make a huge difference. It's, it's a way I could, I could leave something behind after I leave office after the third term. That's very powerful for many years to come for the people of this area. It, it, it would seem to me that it would take some kind of a state um, change of either the Constitution or statute uh, because my and again my, i might be I, this might be an urban legend mayor but my understanding huh. is uh there was some kind of a negotiation that came down in the late 60s that it used to be a lot easier for like cities to annex surrounding uh, uh -huh. municipalities and then something came down and uh, whether it was Milton Shap or whoever was the governor uh, -huh. uh Schaefer or whatever they made a deal to make it harder for hmm. for municipalities to merge or for annexing to happen and um in exchange for another thing and and then that's why we have this predicament and it would take either an act of congress basically uh -huh. to change that back because you, you, you if you look at the old the old history here yeah you had you had parts of mill creek begging to be a part of the city hmm because they didn't want to have to pay for their own school. And so uh, you go back to 1919, you go back to 100 plus years ago, that's why the, the border went from Ellsworth or, or Cranberry, wherever it was, out to Pittsburgh and, and out, and then yeah. that portion of Glenwood that was part of the city. I mean, it used to be that you wanted to be a part of the city, and then that kind of... <laughs> turned around yeah. you know hopefully we can turn it back around in a few years here. yeah <laughs> it would and and honestly we'd go from we'd go from that fifth place to back to third place if that's we, exactly if we what i'd like to see happen it. yes what about the idea though like i mean just just you you brought it up so let's blue sky it here <laughs> okay um you let's say if you added milk what makes sense to me is mill creek Westerville and, and Lawrence Park and Janie's going to be yelling at me, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically consolidating all that, that, that urbanized area as one large city of Erie, you could have a guy like Dan Olette or, or Kim clear become mayor. Absolutely. You yeah, know, it, it's gotta be fair. Absolutely. It's gotta be fair. I can tell you, I won't be the mayor of it, <laughs> but I'm the right. one that hopefully would have a role in making it happen if we can do it. Uh, but I have no intention of actually serving on that. Mm -hmm. So by that time, I'll be close to eighty. So <laughs> right, exactly. I think that that'll be enough. Well, it, it is a it is a progressive, forward-thinking thing. Mm -hmm. It was always something that the late Pat Howard in, in yeah. the Erie Times News would always talked about, yes. and couldn't understand it. Yes. I I have that history of living in Nashville where they did this in 57 or 58. Wow. And I tell you what, Mayor, they never looked back. Nice. They, they, they told, well, what they did is they built a, a legislature, of a 40-member legislature in, in the oh, city wow. of Nashville. 
and, uh, and then with a mayor, and then they had different districts. So wow. because there's, there was still a lot of rural area, believe it or not, in a, in a, in a metroplex like that, you paid. You had the, the urban services district, and the and the general services district. And when I lived there in the eighties, you know, depending on where you lived, you got maybe twice a week trash haul and and you know and different hookups versus maybe in the general services you didn't have that many services, yeah. but you still had police and fire and so on. Yes. And, and um, it's an interesting concept. And you know, you look at Indianapolis, so you look at Nashville, and all the other. Uh, all the other uh, examples of good urbanism and yeah. good metropolitan yeah. choices. We don't necessarily need to make the county the city, but uh, you can certainly That's right. you do the urbanized areas. That's yeah. quite interesting. At least take a, I'd like to stay, take a step in that direction, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, what, uh, so uh, you're going to be do, doing some kind of a big announcement. I, I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I've got about two minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, big announcement coming up. You're also working on the state of the city. Um, yes, yes. Do you, do you feel like that's going to be an optimistic uh, conversation? I think it will be. Uh, I think we, we've accomplished some things. We've got a lot more to do, but we, you know, we're also going to talk about what we want to accomplish, particularly this year, but then also beyond that as mm -hmm. well. We usually, uh, it usually comes out as about a 30-minute uh, speech, okay. and uh, we're getting input from, from every department head in terms of what, what's going on in their departments, and then we're kind of looking at it, comparing it, deciding what the most important things are, and those will go into the presentation and we should have that done within a week or so here. We're working hard on it right now. If I wanted to be a model citizen, I'm going to leave you with this. <laughs> if I want to be a model citizen, what's like one thing that, that your crew, that your, that your uh, fifth floor team says, geez, if we could have more people just do X. Care about other people. Uh, regardless of their gender, their religion, their color of their skin, you know, their nationality, their heritage, just care about other people and treat everyone the same. I mean, that's, that's what I try to do. That's what I hope everyone will be doing at some point here in Erie. It would be an incredible place to live. There's no other place like it in the world, I don't think. If we can create that, this will be an incredible place for people to live. You know, they say, uh, love your neighbor, right? Be a good neighbor. Yeah. I mean, yes. It's that simple. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, part of it is just kind of knowing who your neighbor yeah. is. Who yeah. do you know the guy next door across well, the street? And... and it's probably because I was very religious growing up. Yeah. I was in the Catholic Church. I went to mass every day. I went to communion every day. At age thirteen, my parents let me leave home and move into the seminary. And I spent six years up at St. Mark's Seminary. I was allowed home one Sunday during the school year for four hours. Other than that, I lived up there. And uh so, some of that is still still inside me. And ba basically that belief, if you believe in God, that belief in God kind of opens your eyes to the fact that, hey, just because I'm white doesn't make me better than anybody else. We're all human beings. These the differences we have are so minor, we shouldn't even think about them. Let's just accept each other and move forward. We're going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get when you come down to 429, do you? No, but it's always fun. I enjoy it very much. <laughs> We're, we enjoy having you here. Thank mayor you. Joe Schember, uh, the, the mayor of the city of Erie. Until next month, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>